Welcome to Heaven Smells Like Books, a book review podcast. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. Um, why do I feel like this isn't recording? Okay, no, it is. Never mind. Okay, so today I am going to talk about... Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. So this book was actually written in 1937. So it's, you know, a classic, I guess. Um, And I actually didn't realize how important this book is to black Americans until um, I read it. And I guess because I was googling things about it a lot i you know how um instagram just picks up on the things you search for and i think twitter does it and youtube is also assessing loads of things about this and apparently this book is you know one of those books that you have to read um yeah so that's what i'm going to be talking about today but before i start with the book i just wanted to say that Okay, so first of all, if you've listened to my previous episodes, thank you. Um, I have also had a few people tell me that when they listen, like after the first few minutes, they pause to get the book to read and then come back to it. And so I thought it would be important to highlight at the beginning instead of at the end that I usually have links for where you can buy these books from in the episode description and the links i usually put in are for bookstores owned by black people um so yeah so that you can support a black owned business the links aren't affiliate links or anything so i don't get any money from it you know i get absolutely nothing i just think it's important to support bookshops <laughs> so we don't lose them to amazon you know i really really like going into bookshops and just walking around yeah so the links are always in the description i have links I have a link for, I usually have a link for um, a black owned bookstore in the UK, one in the US and one in Lagos because I know that that those three countries are the places most of the people that listen to my podcast live in. Um, so yeah, oh, oops, that's that. Okay, so the book. Like I said, The Eyes of Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Um, brief summary of the book. So the book is about a woman called Janie. And it basically follows her life from when she was a teenager. I think she was around 15. Um, up until when she is, you know, like a fully excuse me oh my god i'm about to burp till when she's it follows her life from when she is about 15 to when she is 
older. <laughs> I actually don't know what age because I don't think it, they mentioned it specifically in the book, but I think she was in like her 40s or 50s. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it because about it is set in early 20th century in Florida. Um, and Janie is narrating her life to a friend. Um, but funny enough, so Janie is narrating her life, yeah, but the book isn't written in first person. So there are parts of the book where it's in first person and then they switch over. If you can hear me flipping pages because I'm checking to confirm that what I'm saying is actually true because I read I read this book a while ago. Yeah, it's not written in first person for most of it. There are bits that are in first person, but most of it isn't. Um yeah, that's you know, a quick intro. Okay, so the writing kind of threw me off. It wasn't what I was expecting. And Honestly, that's my fault because I don't read blurbs or do a lot of research about books before I read them. I literally just, (laughs) I just pick books up. Like if it fits into my theme for the year, like that's all I need. And as long as it's not sci-fi or, um, oh gosh, what is this genre called? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, if it fits, if it ticks my usual boxes, I usually just read it without finding out what it's about, what the writing style is like, nothing. And I've been, it sounds risky, but I've actually been really, really lucky. And I have only read a few bad books my entire life. I'm sure I'm going to jinx that now. Like the next six books I'll read will be really bad. But anyway, the writing threw me off because the language and dialect is different. So Zara used like um the the dialect is like early 1900s, like early 1900s, but specifically Southern African American dialect. And as someone who had no previous experience with that, it was interesting <laughs> to get into the book. I actually almost stopped reading it when I initially started because I was like, this is like I have to really, really focus. Um, but after like a few pages you just get used to it and the story is actually so good and the writing itself is also so good that it kind of makes up for the extra efforts that you have to put in if the dialect is something you're not familiar with it makes up for that and makes it easier to like read it and forget that um it's not the, the dialect isn't like what you'd normally read um the writing was really really good like i said and kind of like um the bluest eye it had paragraphs that felt very poetic and impactful and so fucking articulate which obviously if you're writing a book you generally have to be an articulate person but 
just like there are things that she wrote that I, I was like I feel this way sometimes so I've never been able to put it into words and she has done it perfectly um so yeah okay so the first thing that stood out to me that I want to talk about is how her grandmother basically sold her for she married her when she was like 16 and um yeah that was it it was it, it really troubled me so to just you know for some context her grandmother was a slave and her mother was raped by you know the slave one of the white slave owners um and so she had Janie but Janie grew up with her grandmother because her her mother was basically just not in the picture um and so obviously her grandmother was really old and Janie was 16 and I guess her grandmother felt like if I die now there is no one to take care of Janie and so I need to find someone to take care of her and obviously the next best thing that she could think of think of was to marry her off to a wealthy ish man um so obviously it, it was an old man um, but her grandmother obviously wasn't thinking about, oh, like, what what type of man is Janie attracted to? You know, is she going to fall in love with him? No, she was basically, I need someone to protect and provide for my granddaughter in case anything happens to me. And it, it just, and again, so, like, because the thing that triggered it was because she caught Janie kissing a boy when she was 16. And she was like, yeah, no, I need to... And to find a man for this girl before these boys take advantage of her, blah blah blah. Um, but it just seemed like such a massive punishment for a kiss with a boy. Um, and how also, on one hand, I understand why her grandmother felt the need to find someone that could protect Janie, but at on the other hand, it's like she wasn't. She was thinking about Janie, but from her own perspective of having peace of mind. But she wasn't really thinking about Janie from a perspective of what Janie wants and what would make Janie happy. She was just like, I need to know that she's safe. So it, even though she was kind of doing it for Janie, it also felt like she was doing it for herself, for her own peace of mind. And it kind of reminds me of how I think a lot of parents think and make decisions about their child or children. They're not thinking about what would make this individual happy. They're thinking about what would take the box for what they think would keep their child safe. So like when parents insist that you you know, study certain things or you work certain jobs or you get married to certain types of people. Um, I don't think they do it because they hate you. I think it's because that is their understanding of what to keep you safe. Um, But I think it's 
also important to also consider what would actually make that individual happy. Um, yeah, so that it, <laughs> it was quite troubling. I was like, you're going to marry off a 16 year old to this man like i couldn't see what he looked like i was like he's old like he sure as hell isn't attractive and janie being a 16 year old she was obviously upset at the beginning and she the impression i got was that she wanted to get married to someone that she loved not just someone that could provide for her and protect her whatever the fuck that means um and so she at some point convinced herself that okay like maybe love will come after marriage like it she i think she thought that love is something that absolutely has to has to um be present in a marriage and she was like okay if I'm not in love with him before we get married, I guess that means that I'll fall in love with him after we get married. Um, <laughs> but obviously that didn't fucking happen. Um, <laughs> because that's just not how life is. Um, she did not grow to love this man. And there's this random part of the book where she was explaining this to her grandmother. And her grandma was like why does that matter like you're talking about you want someone to love you and all this like those things are not important you have someone that owns land and obviously for like a black man at the time that's a really big deal and he has a farm and i think he had animals as well like he can provide for you that is that is what matters what is love going to do um, which I understand that, um, <laughs> but what's that thing people say about don't get married for money, but go to where people with money are and then fall in love, you know? So like, I understand her grandmother again, but just, it wasn't ideal. Um, and so obviously Jenny was unhappy and then <laughs> something absolutely wild, that I still cannot believe happened, happened. So Janie met, she literally met this random guy, um, literally a stranger. I think he, he was asking her for direction to somewhere. And so that was how they met. And then Janie, I don't know if I've mentioned, but she... The way she was described in the book, she was very gorgeous. She was obviously mixed race, so she... How do I say this? Um, I mean, the same thing still happens now. Like, light-skinned black women are still perceived to be the more beautiful ones, you know? um like there's a certain type of um i guess treatment that they get just because they're light skin and that, that was kind of what i got from the description of Janie. so she was very beautiful she was light skin so she was desired that's what i was looking for there's a certain type of desirability that even till today 
comes with being light-skinned um and so he saw her and he was like i want to marry you and you should come with me and travel with me to where i'm going and i kid you not this crazy ass girl did just that this man that she did not know from anywhere like i said she literally just met him because he was asking for direction (laughs) Janie ran away with a man who was also lost as in he didn't know the way to where he was going and she was like yeah this is the man i'm going to follow um he was also older than she was but not the age difference wasn't as much as the one with her husband um and he was also more attractive so she ran off with him and i don't know if you can tell from past episodes or just even this episode but i am a very risk averse person i generally don't take risks and if i do i do so much research that (laughs) by the time i do take that risk like i i pretty much do risk assessments you know like i literally sometimes i write it down even (laughs) like the pros and cons what could go wrong if this goes wrong how can i fix it um, and so to read about this young woman running off with a stranger, I was like, fuck that. I was like, girl, no. <laughs> like, I know you hate your husband, but what if this guy is a kidnapper, a murderer, or like, what if he's just a genuinely horrible person? Um, I feel like I would have stayed with the old husband and just waited for him to die you know that just seems it doesn't seem easy because i can't even imagine like having to live with someone you don't like and like an old man again um (laughs) but i would have just been like you know at least i'm familiar with his madness like this other guy literally don't know him um, so yeah, I would have stayed on with definitely would want to die. But Jenny was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna take risks. That's what you're supposed to do when you're young. So she ran off with this man. His name was Joe Starks. And he was a very impressive young black man. Um he the place he was travelling to was a town that he heard about and it was supposed to be a town that was just black people and I guess um that really intrigued him and um just to emphasize that this book is set in the 20th century America southern um America Um, So I completely understand the need to find a place where it's mostly your people and to try and run away from the racism. Um, So that's where he was going to. And he, with Janie, so they found 
the place and he basically transformed the place because the town because when they got to the town they the town was trash like they had nothing joe stocks was like this is it's like this is barely a town there's nothing here there's no post office there's no store there's nothing um and he basically built that town um and when he when they got there you know the people that were already in the town were like really you want to do all this like they, they i guess they hadn't really thought about it um which is why I found Joe Starks impressive. Like he got there and he was like, no, we can do a lot with this place and we are going to do it. And he took charge basically and directed the whole thing. He led the whole thing. I, he was a really good leader. Um, honestly, at the, be- the beginning of all that, a part of me was like, they're going to kill him. Like he's going to die um, because I don't know. I guess I just felt like there's something about someone that is not originally from somewhere coming in and then calling the shots that I expected the people in the town that they met there to get jealous and be like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? (laughs) Like, why is he telling us what to do and making us do all this fucking work? Like what um but they did get jealous at some point but they also really respected him (laughs) um so they didn't kill him (laughs) oh also just to say he had money i don't think they talked about how he got the money um but he had money so he was able to why do i keep burping shit i'm sorry for screaming um yeah i don't think they talked about how he got the money um but he had enough money to like buy land and build this beautiful house um for himself and Janie um yeah so he was like a great leader but you know he was a dickhead (laughs) um and like I wasn't I, I don't say I was surprised, but um, actually, I wasn't surprised. Definitely not. Um, he was a great leader, but he was an abusive husband. And that just seems like such a common thing. You know, I know I've read so many books, watched so many movies. As a matter of fact, I know a lot of men personally um, who are great people outside of their family so like they are incredibly intelligent and they are really talented they're really good at their jobs they you know they you know when you think of an ideal (laughs) human being you think of these people and then you speak to their family members and people that know them personally and yeah like yeah no this guy is an absolute fucking twat um so he was one of those people he was physically emotionally and verbally abusive he was also very insecure you know he got married to this very beautiful woman and 
I guess he was just too insecure to handle that. Um, and that's actually something I, I can relate to because like I've been with men, actually, I guess mine is different, never like a beauty thing, but like I've been with men who, when they decided to get into, into relationships or situationships with me, like they're aware beforehand that this person is an intelligent person. Um, and <laughs> you start to thinking they are comfortable with it. I mean, the fact that I even have to say comfortable with it is ridiculous. And then like, you know, the situationship or relationship carries on and they start showing how insecure they are about it and they try to make you feel bad for it um it's like i've been with people that um they you're not allowed to make a mistake just because you're now perceived as an intelligent person and bear in mind that similar to Janie, Janie was never like bragging about her beauty. I don't think I ever brag about being clever or smart or anything either. Um, As a matter of fact, most of the time, imposter syndrome is strangling me. So, like, most of the time, I can't even admit to people that I am. The only reason I feel like I'm able to do it right now is because I'm kind of anonymous. (laughs) And so, like, the people that know me, that listen to this, like, already know that I'm clever. Um, And so the people that don't know me, like, they can't put their face to it and, like, question if I am. Um... Anyway, so like they try to make you feel bad about it. So like with Janie, he wanted her to hide her beauty somehow. And that was insane to me. Like, why? Because of your own insecurity. And like I could relate to that because like I said, like relationships where they kind of want you to hide it. And it was always so strange to me and also like you're not allowed to make any mistake because then if you do they use it as a point against you you know and Joe did the same thing to Janie and like he he would so there was this particular incident and this happened when they were older um and I guess he was feeling even more insecure because of the way he was aging and all that um and Janie made a mistake at work um because they owned this store and she used to help out at the store and like instead of just fixing the mistake and correcting her it turned it into this whole thing about her physical look which I was reading and I was like how did this go from her cutting something the wrong way to you making fun of the way she looks and telling her that she need like why are you dressed like that blah 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 um yeah um so that was like you know standard a standard man being a man um it was so annoying to read how he just wanted Janie to 
like he never really let her talk like she, she because of their relationship um a certain section of the book made Janie look like someone who wasn't smart and just because he never let her talk or express herself or anything and then like later in the book when she started to speak up for herself more you could see that she was a very smart person um yeah so yeah joe stark's the fucking dickhead (laughs) he was a horrible husband i did not feel bad when he died um he died of old age kind of um not like a natural death he was ill but you know how like older people get ill um yeah he died and what i loved about what happened after he died was that janie didn't even try to front about being sad or like grieving maybe i was like grief what is that like she didn't even wear i don't think she wore black for more than one day if she even wore it because she was like why (laughs) she's like why would i do that i am not feeling particularly sad i mean she wasn't happy that he died but she was just like i'm not going to pretend and make a show of this just to make other people comfortable yeah um and then so she met this younger guy his name was tea cake um and she met him at the store that she and joe owned and you know tea cake just came in to buy something and he was flirting with her and that happened a couple of times and so they started seeing each other and dating and she fell in love and ran away with him (laughs) oh my god this may be stressful so I guess you can't say she ran away because she wasn't running from anything. She just kind of left with him. Um, I guess this time it was different because she was older and she had money because, you know, Joe was dead and he obviously left everything to her and he, she didn't have kids. Um, I think I should have pointed that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so she met Tea Cake. They fell in love and they traveled it was like a completely new life and that was also really interesting to me because like you have this older woman and she's now just having all these very interesting experiences you know they moved to several other cities and i mean it's not like nowadays where you know if you want to move to a new city at least i know for me (laughs) I have things sorted out. So I would have found a place to live in advance, probably paid rent, you know, probably have a job in that city as well. Like have a plan for how long I'm going to stay there and all that. But this wasn't the case. They just moved to a city because tea cake was like, this is the season that we are in, as in like season as in spring, autumn, winter summer (laughs) um and it was like this type of work could be available there you know let's go there and do some work 
I don't understand why Janie agreed to that because she had money and so she didn't need to do any work. So like me personally, I am not going anywhere with any man that wants me to, to go and fucking work. Like manual labor as well. Nope, absolutely not. But Jenny was like, yeah, girl, sure, why not? Um, Yeah, so they just kind of journeyed like that's the way I think about it like they didn't have a specific destination they just it was like a journey and they would stop at places stay there for some time work and then go somewhere else and it it, like just interesting to me because I always feel like because okay so to me I don't know how other people would interpret this when they read it but to me it felt like that part of her life with tea cake was when she actually got to live like to truly have experiences and she was older and I usually feel like I need to have a lot of my adventurous and life like interesting life experiences now as a young person like sometimes I even feel like I have run out of time and I'm just 23 um actually actually by the time you're reading this I'll probably be 24 sorry not reading this listen to this you're probably going to listen to this like maybe a few days before after my birth my 21st birthday but yes like I sometimes feel like I need to have all my interesting things done while I'm young so you know it was like a breath of fresh air to read about Janie having these experiences later in life and it just made me feel like you know there's time like you should definitely start like giving yourself experiences now but also don't feel like you're out of time or like you're running out of time or like when you're older you just have to be boring no okay okay um oh tea cake was also abusive and i feel like every time i hear people talk about this book or when people talk about this book they don't focus on that enough everyone acts as if her relationship with tea cake was the ideal relationship like oh she had this first marriage that she didn't like and then she had this second marriage with a dickhead and then she had tea cake and she finally got it right and for me absolutely the fuck not like he was definitely better than joe starks because he liked her however he was still abusive like he slapped her one time just to prove a point to other men that he was the one in charge so bear in mind that Janie is older and she's also obviously the one with money so like there is she never threw that in his face though but just so you know the context of like power dynamics or his perception of the power dynamics in the relationship um so yes like he slapped her in front of people just to prove it but she didn't do anything wrong to him or like she, nothing he just hit her to prove that point to other men um and i didn't like that and i also did not like the fact that Janie quote-unquote understood wait quote-unquote understood why he did it like that was so strange to me um 
yeah, that was really fucked. I wanted to deck the fuck out of him. Um, and the other men that he was trying to prove the point to were like, you know, commending him because they were like, oh, if I tried that, I'm about to burp again. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, the other men were like commending him because it, they knew that if they tried that with their own wives, like that would be the end. That was really fucking strange to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like even in the romantic relationship that she was really happy in. Like, he was so abusive. Oh, there was this one time that he took her money without asking her. It's like $100. I know that doesn't sound like a lot of money. But again, this was 20th century. So it was a lot of fucking money. It was $100. I think so. And, like, he didn't tell her. He returned the money. <laughs> but, like, as I was reading it, I was like... <laughs> I was like, was? I was like, no, like... You need to leave this man. Um, yeah, I know like that. I used to have money and I hate her that he hit her dress to make a point. Um again, I was aiming for forty minutes, but it's like thirty seven minutes already and I'm not done. So I'm going to like reduce the amount of points that I talk about. I'm going to skip some things. One thing I really want to talk about was this mixed race woman that they met in one of the places that they tra- journeyed <laughs> journeyed through. Um, and this woman was, she was also mixed race, but, but not as light skinned as Jamie was. And this woman was obsessed with whiteness and things closer to whiteness than she was. And so because of this, she was desperate to be friends with Janie. Janie, like I said before, also mixed race because her mother was raped by a slave owner. Um, and Janie didn't like her. Um, neither did T Cake. T Cake was a standard dark skinned black man. And so this woman was rude and mean to him because she felt like okay. So Janie didn't like her, T Cake didn't like her, and so T Cake was basically like, We need to get her out of her life like i don't want her around and so they jenny tried to she wasn't successful like even when she was rude on me to the woman the woman would very easily forgive her because she believed um that people closer to whiteness than she was had the right to be mean to her and that for that reason she also felt like she had the right to be mean to darker skinned people um so she was really nasty to tea cake and everyone else it, it was really strange and um i mean not strange because like it, this is something that a lot of people can relate to like even a lot of dark skinned black people feel like you know people closer to whiteness are better than them um I'm going to read a page about this woman just so you really understand. And this was like the most beautiful page in this book as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, Insensate cruelty to those you can whip and grub and submission to those you can't. 
Once having set up her idols and built altars to them, it was inevitable that she would worship there. It was inevitable that she would accept any inconsistency and cruelty from her deity, as all good worshippers do from theirs. All gods we receive homage are cruel. All gods dispense suffering without reason. Otherwise, they would not be worshipped. Through indiscriminate suffering, men know fear, and fear is the most divine emotion. It is the stones for altars and the beginning of wisdom. Half gods are worshipped in wine and flowers. Real gods require blood. Mrs. Turner, the mixed race woman obsessed with whiteness, <laughs> her name was Mrs. Turner. <laughs> Mrs. Turner like all other believers, had built an altar to the unattainable, Caucasian characteristics for all. Her god would smite her, would hurl her from pinnacles and lose her in deserts. But she would not forsake his altars. Behind her crude words was belief that somehow she and others through worship could attain her paradise, a heaven of straight head, thin-lipped, high-nosed, high-nose-boned white seraphs. The physical impossibilities in no way injured faith. That was a mystery and mysteries are the chores of gods. Beyond her faith was a fanaticism to defend the altars of her god. It was distressing to emerge from her inner temple and find these black desecrators howling with laughter before the door. Oh, for an army terrible with banners and swords. So she would cling to Janie Woods, the woman. She paid homage to Janie's Caucasian characters as such. And when she was with Janie, she had a feeling of transmutation, as if she herself had become whiter and with white hair. And she hated tea cake first, with the foulment of divinity. And next, for his telling mockering of her. If she only knew something, she could do about it. But she didn't. Okay, I'll stop there before I read the whole book to you. So yeah, now you understand just how fucked up that shit was. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I need to say anything else about that. I feel like just reading that explained it. Um, okay, this is 42 minutes. I was aiming for 40 minutes again. Like, I promise my next episode, I'm going to do a 30 minutes episode. That's my challenge. Um, but just very quickly... Janie didn't have kids and I found that really interesting. I also really appreciated it because as someone who doesn't want kids, I struggle to see what that life can be like because everyone around me has kids. Like I I don't know what not having kids as an adult can look like. And so it was interesting to read about that. And I think that the reason she was able to do all these things that she did after her second husband died was because she didn't have kids i'm about to breath again why oh god i'm so sorry um yeah because i feel like if she had kids she i mean she would not have been able to travel around the way she did another breath she would not have been able to travel the way she did um yeah and finally the end was sad it was so sad i don't want to say what happened because i don't want to spoil it um but it was it was sad but also it didn't feel 
too sad because they felt like she had closure, you know. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Don't want to spoil it. Okay, so to summarize, the book is about. Wait, I already said that at the beginning. Um, but I would definitely recommend this book. Um, I think it's a book that everyone should read. It's a really small book as well. Um, so it's a quick read. It's very well written. The story is interesting. I wasn't expecting the turns and twists, and you know, it was really good. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. Um. What else do I have to say? Uh, what am I currently reading? I am reading We That Are Young. <laughs> I, I struggle to remember the title because I am in another reading slump and so I am struggling to read at the moment. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on and I can't really focus um so yeah that's what i'm currently reading and uh, i don't know if it's good or not because like i said reading slump so i've read like one page every two days or something uh what book am i going to review next i think i'm going to do the girl with the louding voice or the vanishing half i want to have someone on the podcast with me um to like review a book together but you know i don't know yet (laughs) so we'll see uh so yeah thanks for listening don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast and oh please share the podcast episodes um if you like if you've read this book and you liked it or if you like this episode let me know your thoughts on the book um you can tweet at me at still somber on twitter um that's somber with an r e not e r and the podcast instagram account is heaven smells like books um yeah you can dm me <laughs> if you don't feel safe you know twitter not right or leave a comment on instagram um what else oh like if you read this book or like you buy it after listening to this or while listening to this if you post about it tag me so i can see and we can talk about the book Uh, what else i think that's it so thanks for listening speak to you next time